you are about to enjoy in It Takes Three Network podcast. Uh, this is my lucky day. Here I thought I was going to have to work to throw you out of this school. But you did it yourself. Welcome back to Let's Talk OC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And this week we watched episode two of season three, The Shape of Things to Come. This episode aired on September 15th, 2005, was written by Josh Schwartz and J.J. Philbin. J.J. Philbin. Yeah, Regis Mm -hmm. Philbin's daughter. (laughs) Right. We knew this. We knew this. It was also directed by Tony Warmby, which when we saw that... Yeah, he's directed a bunch of Gossip Girl episodes. Which makes sense. They love their, you know... Their tribe. They're, 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 they're tried and true people. Yeah. So the episode summary. Kirsten's attachment to Charlotte has Sandy concerned. The new dean of discipline makes a decision that changes Marissa's life. Summer trumps her nemesis, Taylor Townsend, when planning the annual kickoff carnival. <laughs> you know Taylor though so excited for Taylor yes. I love Taylor she's probably one of my favorite characters on the show same we're but very pro Taylor on, on this pro- website but I mean it's on this website <laughs> but right now it's tough it's first first appearance and you know she is threatened so her back goes up and she needs to do what she's gotta do and I get it yeah I don't you know yeah I'm not happy about it but I get it As you guys know, if you listened to our episode last week, we have a new segment on this podcast, the snack of the week. Mm. Mm. (laughs) So I prepared Liz a a snack that was inspired by all from this episode. Yeah, it was like a mishmash of a couple of different things. Yeah, we had mini bagel bites. Bagel bites. I toast, so toasted. So what, what I did was I was in, most inspired by Summer when she said mini is the new supersize. Love that. And there was talk of hummus mm-hmm. in this episode, talk of bagels, bagels, talk of mini sliders, talk of pancakes, talk of soup. So much you could do for I know, this episode. I know. But you want a crunchy snack or a sweet snack, something easy when you watch a TV show. <laughs> so I got mini bagels. I toasted them. Very delicious. And we paired that with hummus. 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 And everything but the bagel seasoning. Because you can't not have that on anything. I you know. have to have it on everything. Especially if you have plain hummus. You, I dump the entire container in the hummus and I just like mix it up. And I'm like, this is I'm living my best know, life. You, I just love this the, the taste of the garlic and the poppy yeah. seed. And the onion. I love everything seasoning. It's and, the best. And once you have it, you it's hard to not have, not have it. it. It's true. So yeah, we we had everything seasoning in one little jar, in one little, you know, uh, bowl, and then hummus in another little bowl with the chips, and it was really cute, and then we kept spilling them, and it was really funny, but they were delicious, and if you, you know, hear our crunching on commentary again, That's it is what it is. That's just how it rolls, <laughs> but it, it's a good snack to have. It, it's satisfying. Very satisfying. And... You got the protein, the carb, the flavor. Yeah. And it went with the episode. Right. Perfect. Okay, so let's get into the episode. Let's get in. Uh, The episode opens up. The boys are cleaning out the kitchen. Ew, they have so much disgusting, stale old food in there. Ew, yeah. And Sandy's really taking care of it. And they're pulling out hummus. And they're pulling out old food. And Sandy's really excited. Ew, smelling milk. Right. They're like, oh, can we have cereal? Like, we have cereal. I'm so glad I don't have to ever smell milk ever again. Because I don't drink milk so yeah that we, we don't even have it the smell of sour milk is disgusting it's gross Blech. yeah uh but it is the first day of senior year kind of it's registration, it's registration which is cool we yeah. never had that so no. you just went to school you, you got, your, you got, schedule you got in the your schedule mail. in the mail and you went to school and that was it but they get to register it's cool it's a small school yeah and sandy's really excited about it because they're seniors and Seth says something funny of like how you should have seen him when I made my bar mitzvah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's funny. And he's feeling very sentimental and they bring up mom 
And so they notice that Sandy seems upset. Yeah. They tell him that, hey, let's have dinner tonight. Right. Gra- grab the steaks and we'll all eat together. He's like, yeah, sure. And that kind of yeah. perks Sandy up. He was excited. He's like, I can't believe your mother kept this place so clean. <laughs> I know. The Protestant <laughs> like, evil eye. Is so funny. Yeah. But they're interrupted by this because Juju shows oh, up God. in her leopard Flintstones inspired she kills bedrock outfits. dress. And she tells Sandy how the school called and the parents are protesting. They don't want Mariah and Marissa back. A in thousand school. signatures on a petition. They don't want them back in school. And unbelievable to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like if they only knew, I mean, they do know the circumstances. I don't know if everyone is aware that Trey tried to rape Marissa. Well, they, Sandy and Julie meet with Dr. Kim and they're both like, do you know the story? Right. And she's like, yeah, I know the story. We've heard the story. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We hired a new. <laughs> oh. My blood boils when I look at this guy. Dean of Discipline, Dean Hess, who has got to be maybe 30. Yeah. And he's a prick. He's the most raging douchebag It's like wh- ever. The so arrogance. Got, so arrogant. Oh, my God. And so he comes in. He meets Sandy and Julie and... Sandy's like, well, if you heard their stories, he's like, no. Like, I am a professional. He ran yeah. off all of his achievements and where he's been and important schools and masters and blah, 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 blah. And it's like this guy cannot be reckoned with. No. And Sandy's like, if you only, if you only could just change. He's like, no. No, no, no. I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah. And Nasty. where they leave off is at this point, Sandy gets called. There might be a peel. There might be a chance. Right, right. And it comes out that this, the board has decided, well, actually, well, the board decides that Ryan is back, is allowed back in, but this Marissa's not. makes me LOL. Ryan is, the, the kid that came from Chino that everyone had such problems with in the beginning, he's allowed to stay and Marissa has to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it cracks me up. Yeah. It's like, just, if they were both involved... Just, like, put them both at another school or keep them both. Either, like, why separate? It's so stupid to me. Well, it does make sense, but I'm no spoilers. Well. Well. Right. Right. They're a couple. Well. Well, yes. (laughs) But I'm not sure if you remember, so I won't say anything for our new listeners. Not really. Okay, good. Yeah. Because if you remember... Listeners, OGers, then, you, another then this reason. makes sense. Yeah. I'll, well, as we talk about it, I'm, I wonder it if might, light bulbs will It go. might come back. Okay, so while this is all going on, the core four meet at the diner for the last farewell pancakes yeah. before senior Summer's year. Summer's like, we're never going to be able to do this again. Everything has to be our last, our last year of doing things together. Yeah. And Sad. she wants to rally and she wants to make it the best year ever. And so they ever. kind of mock her like, okay, so let's make yeah. it the best year ever. Marissa's like, funny, I'm actually not going to be going to school with you. So I know. <laughs> well, at this point, she's not too sure no. of it. No, no one knows yet. Yeah. And they they show up to school and Summer and Marissa are walking and Summer has, Marissa has her giant huge committee binder. All of the information stuffed in there. Vendors, people to invoice, codes. And they walk into the main area, and who is there <laughs> but Taylor Townsend holding the kickoff carnival committee? She's like, this is my my turf. I've been doing this all year while you were absent. Yeah. Yeah. And Summer, of course, chimes in, does not like another force like that. No, she's like, Marissa's my friend. I'm not letting you stomp all over what she, like, made. Yeah. And she's feisty back to her, and Taylor's like, okay. I will step down for the minute. And then, you know, and then it bothers Summer. She's like, who is this girl? She's bothering me and she's like competing with me and she's trying to take Marissa's spot and I don't like it. Right. And Taylor has been there the whole time. We just have never met her No, we never met her, but she's been apparently doing this all year plus 
And Marissa keeps getting all the credit for it because she's the technical social chair. But Taylor has kind of stepped up because Marissa had so much shit going on last year. I mean, she always has so much shit going on. Yeah, I know. It never ends for her. Yeah. And so Taylor's never gotten a thank you. And she's like, "Mm, right. It's mine now. Right. (laughs) So now that Marissa has showed up and now is going to take responsibility, that's when the parents get the call that Marissa is no longer allowed back in school. Um, mm. Yes, you can stir on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Something's yeah. coming. <laughs> so just, um, we'll keep on their storyline. We'll, yeah. we'll just follow them and then we'll go into the parents. But the when they get the call that Marissa's not allowed back in, Seth and Summer and Ryan, they go and visit Marissa. And they bring her bagels and Princess Sparkle yeah. and Captain Oates. They're like, we're getting you back in school. Don't worry. They have a plan. Corfor like, has a plan. Okay. I know, because Marissa's, she's kind of like, like, guys, just it's let fine. it go. Let, it, let go. it go. Elsa, let it go. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You should Photoshop, because that would be funny. Uh, yeah, I know. They're, they're very... They're adamant on doing this and they get it because they don't want their friend to miss senior year with them and she deserves to be there and she's social chair. But Marissa's just like, all right, like I'll go with the flow, whatever. Yeah, because Marissa really is innocent. She She did what she had to do. She saved Ryan's life. And she'd do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan approaches Dr. Kim and he asks her, can we please speak to the new dean of discipline? Please, please. Please. If he heard our story, maybe he'd change his mind. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So the couple uh, shows up. Talk. He's like, oh, the infamous couple. Unbelievable. What a prick. He's so Ugh. condescending. And they sit down and Ryan starts talking and he's like, listen. Pause. I, <laughs> I have done everything to try to get you out. So you're pretty much, you're lucky you're still here. Right. This is more about Marissa. Right. And then he like walks over and like sits in front of her and just like, it's like a one-on-one conversation. Like Ryan's not there anymore. Yeah. And he's just, he's an asshole. And he's like, trust me, I did the right thing. I know X, Y, and Z about your past. Brings up TJ, brings up alcoholism. And then the shooting and everything. He's like, I know what you did. So shoplifting. I know. He's like, you. The town talks. The town talks. I'm new here. And they'd like to talk about you. And Marissa me. says, you know, you shouldn't give in and listen to the town yeah, gossip. You can't believe everything that you hear. And he's like, oh, so none of these things are true. She's like, they are true. And, it, you know, I own up to them and that's who I am. But it doesn't make me a bad person. Yeah. And he calls her troubled. Mm. She's like, I'm not I'm troubled. not troubled. It's like, well, you are a little troubled. You Marissa. are. All these kids are a little troubled. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, you put a gun in a troubled kid's hands, it's bound to happen. It's never different. what what yeah and so she admits to i feel no remorse yeah i did what i did and i would do it again and that that did not sit well with him it didn't sit well but let me tell you i clapped in my head this mood this mood this vibe this energy this vibe marissa (laughs) cooper yes girl right i want to adapt (gasps) this personality trait in my everyday life and I don't it. give a fuck attitude. Doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't. No. And like, I keep saying it's her senior year. That's it. It's just, it's going to go by like, and the blink of an eye and yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. And while this is all going on, they get the news, obviously that Marissa's not allowed back in school. So Summer feels she yeah, has she, to. She said, words and Jimmy and Julie were like our money is not good here because right. she, she talked to him like how she talks to me and I thought that was so funny yeah because Jimmy we'll get there I know we'll get there <laughs> well I mean he's having financial issues he meets with one of his clients who's tells not him happy with he's him. not happy because he hasn't gotten his money another bad investment in his stock Welcome back, Jimmy Cooper. Welcome back to season one. Welcome back. <laughs> Bad investment, not good with money. Shocker. <sighs> so um, then Julie decides we can get Marissa back in with money. Right. We'll make a donation. And so Jimmy's scared shitless. Oh, it's like $2,000. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's like one credit at college. So like two thousand dollars. <laughs> and Julie says something like, "Oh, the Sigmund. They got them the- a pool and a something else, ha- like a pool house or like, locker room, like a hundred thousand. <laughs> and she's like, "Their son only smoked weed. And he only smoked weed. So a hundred k. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. So then, to me, this is the most unbelievable scene. Jimmy goes back and meets with his client." And is straight up. And he like, says, I don't have the money. And, and can I have some from you? And can I have a loan? <laughs> can I have a hundred thousand dollar loan? And the guy is very threatening the first time. He's yeah. like, I have people who can take care of this. Right. Which very is scary. Easily. Very easily. And the fact that Jimmy has the audacity to go back and ask for a loan uh, because kind of makes the notion of the money's coming. We have Caleb's will. Right, that's what they keep banking on. Yeah. Caleb's will. Yeah, this will that hasn't been read yet. Right, and so you're just spending all that money until that comes, and then we'll see. Yeah, because they're <laughs> at the club. They're just charging on Caleb's tab. tab. Jimmy Lott. Oh, my he, God, this scene know, pissed me off so much. He forgot his wallet in the car. Can we just put it on Caleb's, Caleb's tab? tab? And Julie's like, yeah, okay, fine. It's The whole summer is on Caleb's tab. Unbelievable. But... Jimmy gets the check. So this is back to the scene you were just talking Ugh. about. Gets the check for a hundred thousand. Yeah, a hundred thousand. Yeah. And I'm like, the guy gave him the money? The guy gave him the check. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah. He's like, oh, this this will, I, I guess, motivate him more to get the, uh, the, f- the first amount of money for this guy. Yeah. He's like, now I owe you even more. So, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Right. The guy's probably, I don't give a shit. I'm going to beat him up anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, um, we're threatening him. And yeah. He's like, all right, you do what you got to do. And if you don't get me my money, then it's up to me what happens. Yeah. And so then that's when the scene you're talking about, him and Julia are speaking, like, hey, I got the money. And Julie's like, it doesn't matter. Right. She had words. He's like, okay, great. We don't need the money anymore. She's like, well, I'll use it. <laughs> For the gardener and the landscaper and the pool boy. They're all probably mad at me and want to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> and he... <laughs> He's like, no, not the check. His jaws locking, <laughs> grinding his teeth, sweat, bullets you could see uh, coming down. It's never ending with him. Yeah. So that's a stressful situation between Julie and Jimmy because they couldn't handle it. And Jimmy's stressed for other reasons and Julie's stressed because right. of Marissa. Yeah. So Summer decides that in the background of all of this, because Marissa cannot hold her duty as social chair, she's going to do it. Right. She's like, I'm going to honor her memory. And this is going to be like the Marissa Cooper <laughs> foundation. And it's going to be her path. And but I'm going to take over just to honor her memory. Yeah. So she shows up to the meeting. And she raises her hand. She's like, what if someone else wants to be social chair? And Taylor's like, like you? (laughs) Oh, Summer, you want to be it? Do you know anything about it? And she's like, no. And she's like, shopping doesn't count. Yeah. Do you do any extracurricular activities? And shopping doesn't count. Yeah. Summer's like, well, um, no, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so Seth is helping her. And he's like, listen, you have Marissa. You have your lovely rage. Right. You have the capability of doing it. You have to just one-up her now. You have the resources. And so then Summer decides she's going to study all the codes. And Seth's like, listen, you're never going to take her down like that. You have to take her down. In a a way that you're better than her. Yeah. Something that you do that's better. And planning a party and knowing like what's in and trendy like that Summer. And getting people to jump on board. Yeah. She's really good at that too. People want to follow Summer. She's a great influence. Yeah. So they meet, they show up to the carnival setup or probably the the prepping, like, plan yeah, of like it. Before the meeting. It, yeah. Before they actually set up everything. And the girls that are in this club are so ditzy. Right? They're so impressionable, too. I know. Summer's like, so we're going to do this, this, and this, and it's going to be really cool. And all the girls are like, yeah, yeah. We love chocolate fondue. <laughs> and then that's when Summer says, Minnie is the new super size, and let's do mini sliders. And why would we give away a gas-guzzling car right. from Taylor's Dad's From Taylor's Dad's dealership. Let's give away an environment-saving Prius. And then one of the girls is like, air quality is so important. It's so important. Yeah, and then Seth makes a comment about how we shouldn't have this certain, I think it was like an improv group. They're not funny. Right. I forgot the name of them. 
And Taylor's face is just disgusted. It was like something he can't permit, pronounce, right? Yeah. What was yes, it? <laughs> I don't remember. I know. I forget. It was like something and I can't pronounce it. So I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I but I love, I love Seth and Summer when they work together. Yeah. They're a good team when they're civil to each other yeah. and can listen and have an honest and like mature conversation. For the greater good. Right. Like this is all to help Marissa while being better than Taylor. So in hindsight, like you're helping out the school and you're doing good things. Yeah. And so they have the carnival takes place and it's really awesome. Cool. Everyone's having a good time. Mini dim sum. I know awesome. mini dim sum. <laughs> that's cool. Summer's not having a good time because she's sad that her friend isn't yeah. there. It's Mar- this is Marissa's thing and yeah. she wasn't there. Ryan goes to see Marissa and Marissa's like, so well. why are you here? <laughs> you should be at the carnival. And the whole underlining story of this episode is that Ryan and Marissa have not talked still about haven't talked what about it. happened. And even Seth in the beginning of the episode was like, you need to talk about it because small things, they snowball into big things. And then like explosions happen and you don't want that. Ryan's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> Seth's like, we fought about a comic book for a year. Right. Take our, like, example to consideration because it's not good. Yeah, I mean, Ryan and Marissa would look at Summer and Seth be like, wow, they're always going to be like this? Right. Like, guys, remember when that happened? And so when Ryan and Marissa are speaking, it gets really tense. Marissa's like, I don't need you to help me. I don't want you to help me. I did what I did, and I'm okay with it. It's not going to ruin my year. And Ryan's like, well, I had consequences, too. I lost my brother over it. Right. And she's like, oh, so that's my fault. And he's like, but you know that's not what I meant, even though I said it that way. Yeah. And so they both get upset. He leaves. Yeah. And then he goes and he goes back to the Cohen residence and Sandy sees him there. And he's like, I wouldn't quit. You know, like keep keep pushing because yeah. you got to talk about these things. And they still don't talk about it. He goes to visit her at the lifeguard tower and like they're just like, hey. They like apologize. They, they kind of apologize to each other. They still haven't really talked about what happened. Yeah. I mean, Ryan brings up this. He brings up how he always felt that he was going to screw things up. Right. And now he's screwing up her life. Yeah. And he feels terrible because of it. And she's like, you know, it, it is what it is. And I'm like, he would have, Trey would have fucked things up anyway with no matter what. Right. Even if Marissa didn't shoot him, he probably would have stole something, skipped town, beat up someone. Like he would have done something else and it would have ruined Ryan. But maybe Marissa wouldn't have been involved. But she, out of the kindness of her heart, she took Trey under her wing trying to make him a better person. It just didn't happen. I know. (laughs) She did so much. She did. Yeah. She tried her absolute best and. It wasn't enough because it's just, he's just not capable of change. Right. And I think Ryan knows that. Deep down, right? Deep down, yeah. yeah but it's still your brother. It's your kin. Yeah. You're upset. Yeah. I, the, so. When they're at the lifeguard tower and they link hands, I felt sweet. it was very sweet. And I just love when Marissa finally says it like a final time, but very sincere of, you're not ruining my life. Right. This is not going to ruin my senior year. Right. She's it's like, not going to ruin year. my life. That's it. Let's have moments with each other. I'm okay. Yeah. And so that's when they decide to go go to to the the carnival. carnival. And shit happens. Shit happens. So before they go, Summer and Seth are trying to have fun. Taylor approaches Summer, trying to be like, oh, good job. She's very... Thanks for putting in your your input on the carnival. Passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. And Summer claps back and says, oh, yeah, well, Coop is going to show up. And Seth's like, oh, really? She's going to show up? Yeah. And Taylor's like, oh, really? Oh, really? Marissa Cooper's coming? She disappears, and Marissa and Ryan do show up. Yeah, and, and they're so happy to see them. Yeah. And it's like, you know, core four again, and they all decide to go on the Ferris yeah. wheel, like old times. Seth is not having a good time. He's very nauseous. The dim sum is coming up. <laughs> he's afraid he's going to puke on Ryan's head. And then Ryan and Marissa have a sweet moment, like back to season one at the carnival. So adorable. And, but then it gets stopped. Gets stopped. Dean Hess arrives. (sighs) This part really hurts me. Makes, says to Ryan and Marissa, you know, what are you doing here? She can't be here. 
Ryan's like, she's my guest. It's not during school right. hours. And it's not school property. And it's it's not, didn't say like it's Harbor Kids only. That's, you know. Right. She's my guest. So why can't I bring her? Yeah. And then he pulls her off the ride, grabbing her and hurting her. And Ryan's like, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't happening. Yeah. R- rightfully so. Like, don't touch a woman like that. Don't touch a student. Or a student. I mean, don't touch a woman. No, right. No, totally. No, but either way. It's a student. Just, you don't do it. And he grabs her and pulls her and doesn't let go. You get authorities to say, hey, get this teenager out of her. You don't personally touch her yourself. Yeah. So Disgusting. What does Ryan do? Oh, he, he punches. punches him. And then the dean stands up and he's laughing. He's like, oh, that's it. That's he, it. You're he, never stepping a foot in my I school know. again. He says to Ryan, I thought I would have to fight. To get you out of this school. But you just did it. <laughs> but like, what kind of teacher says that? In that position, dean, head of school, whatever, says it to a student. He's out to get him. He's out to get him. And so they storm off and the whole school's looking at them. And California is playing this different version of Phantom Planets. California yes, is playing. So it's good. so, so good. And Ryan Marissa look back. Ugh, behind the gate, like the fence. They look like two hoodlums, like, leaving yep. this, like, preppy school. It's, like, them against the world. And they look back, and then they're like, all right, let's just go. I loved it, though. Yeah, no, I love leather that. jackets. Very, very poetic. <gasps> I really enjoyed that scene. It was so good. And that was it, right? That was well, the end scene? That was the end. For, you know, them. How, yeah, that was the end, and that's how the episode ended. We have to touch upon Kirsten. Oh, brother. Kirsten's day of leave has come. And she's like mixed emotions. Like she's excited to be with her family, but also like she's I think still very nervous, obviously. Yeah. And Charlotte visits her and says, you know, I've been through this and I've relapsed and I'm going up to my dad's old cabinet, like Arrowhead. You're welcome to come. And so she takes her up on the offer. Yeah. And Sandy comes to visit her and Sandy's really excited. Like her, he's her like, yeah, here we here. go. You're going home. You're going to come. And she says, I'm not coming home. And I don't know when I am. That's so painful. I know. Poor Sandy. Oh, my God. I do <laughs> see both sides, though. I do. To me, though, I don't get how she thinks she's going to get even more better and prepared at this lodge, though. Like, a way, obviously, well, we get to it later on. Like, it's not like she doesn't have the capability of, like, going to a liquor store or, like, she she's out in the open still. Yeah. Whether you're home with your family, like, she wants to be perfect for her family when she comes back. Right. I don't know how she'll ever possibly be perfect. I mean, if you're an alcoholic, you're, you have that. I don't want to say flaw, but you always will have that. Yeah. You just have to be the best version of yourself. I guess in her opinion, being the best version of herself was not coming home yet. And, and also going Go back to the environment that's going to bring up all these memories. That's true. Of her father being gone and yeah. things that happened in that house. Having Ajna, I guess, I the bagels. <laughs> the bagel chips might give Ajna. Uh, and so, and she wants to make sure if she leaves that she never has to go back. Um, go back. And she's never done this before. Charlotte is seasoned. Right. She's seasoned. So it's like, I would never take advice from a seasoned alcoholic that goes in and out of, of rehab. Yeah. I mean, they know what they've been through, but anyway, so they go to the cabin. Very nice cabin. It's very cute. At first, when her key didn't work, I was like, right? Mm -hmm. Is this not her Mm -hmm. father's cabin? Yeah, she stumbled (laughs) with it and said, oh, he's always changed. He's changed the key. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. But then she gets in. She does get in. Mm. Makes a joke about, oh, I'll teach you how to cook. Very sweet. But it's like, oh, I know my friend. Getting to know her more. No, she's not good in the kitchen. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she tells her, why don't you invite your husband to come see how you're doing Right. Here? I know you miss him. Just have him come here. Maybe he'll understand what you're doing. And so Sandy pulls up and he's immediately turned off by her because the audience sees Charlotte standing. Working. And watching him pull up. And she's got this mean face. And you're like, what is she thinking? What is she doing? Yeah. And then she comes up to Sandy. Oh, you must be Sandy. I heard so much about you. Come see Kirsten. 
and he's defensive. Like she doesn't need to be here. I get what you're trying to do for her, but I don't think that this is going to help. Yeah. She's like, all right, well, look, come in and just see. Yeah. I know. I'm so happy to see him. But then we don't see the dinner. I wish <laughs> we saw the dinner. I, right. I wish like we saw like Sandy, like being like, She's up to something. Like interrogating her yeah, a little like bit? He's a, he does this every day. Yeah. So he knows when people are lying or when they're not being 100% truthful. I know because Charlotte does talk to him before Kirsten comes out and kind of says, hey, I know, you know, you don't know what she's going through. And yeah. this is really good for her right now. And he's like, she needs to be with her family. Yeah, he's like, I don't think so. Yeah, and that's when Kiki comes out and they smooch and it's all sweet. But yeah, I wish I can we imagine saw the there'd be a lot more tension during dinner. Definitely. So we'll yeah. see. I guess it's up to your interpretation what That's happened. True. Yeah. <laughs> we can make up whatever we want. Uh later that night, I think it's that night. And I think it has to be that night. Uh Charlotte is out crying by the water. Sobbing. And I was like, how did how did Kirsten know she wasn't in the house? I guess maybe she was like looking for her. Maybe. And couldn't find her and Maybe she heard her crying very loudly from somewhere else in the house. So she starts off saying, I have a confession to make. Yeah, you're like, oh shit, what's she going to say? I know, you're like, oh my God, it's coming clean. Who is this bitch? Yeah. And she pulls out a bottle. And she's been tempted. She hasn't drank it yet, but she is tempted. And Kirsten's like, oh. And she also explains, she's like, you have Sandy. I have no No one. one. When you leave, I'm going to be by myself. So manipulative. So manipulative. So Kirsten's like, I'm not going anywhere. Until you say so. What? What? That power. But also Kirsten's like, okay, now I have an excuse to stay. True. True. And so Charlotte feels better. And she tells Kiki she'll be right behind her going in. Kirsten takes the bottle in. She does. Which is also, they should have thrown it. I was in the water, right? I was like, not environmentally safe, but maybe just like open it and dump it. Yeah. But maybe you shouldn't have opened it. I I don't know. know. I don't know. I know. It's touchy. (laughs) I know. Gives the bottle to her. Gives the bottle to Kirsten to bring it, I guess, in the house for her to dump it and pulls out her own flask. Charlotte wipes the tears. She automatically just turns this. Flips the switch again. And then... What? This bitch is a psycho. Takes a swig. So you don't remember? I really don't. Like, this house looks like... I remember things, sort of, about this house. I'm just like, how does Kirsten get out of this? I don't remember. Yeah. It has to be Sandy, right? I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) I know. I mean, this this is is my prediction pre-show. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I don't remember. I remember what happens with her is not fun. Obviously, like she's drinking on day one, so things are not going to go well for Kirsten. Mm-hmm. So oh, I hate when they like leave mom alone. She's been through enough. <laughs> she's been through well, so much shit. Well, mom is seeing one side, right? And not right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Right. It's kind of fun. The that audience you don't remember. It is kind of fun. Yeah. Should I perp- like? Should I look it up or should don't I be look surprised? It up. Okay. Yeah, because then that you can you're like right? trying to remember. I mean, I can always tell you, but if someone else is new listening, right. I'm no, gonna like I'm obviously it. gonna drop hints like, oh, think about this mm-hmm. and why this happened, or you know, hmm, do you remember? But I won't flat out say it. Right. Unless I think my totally brain is also to. making up things that I think could potentially be it. Because of so many teen dramas I've watched in my life. Do lifetime. you want to say it? I'm curious. I won't react. No? No, no. Oh, no, I, I'm thinking about other things that oh, happened this season. Okay. Like my predictions for other things. My prediction, I won't tell you on on a, on mic about something. Okay. I will tell you off mic. Okay, okay. Um, of what I'm thinking happens. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Well, so. with that... <laughs> We yeah. should take a break sure. so I can hear what you're going to say. Definitely. Okay. We're back. We're back. We totally skimmed over Julie and Jimmy yeah, celebrating. Yeah, we, we didn't finish their, their storyline. Yeah. Uh, they. I guess they're now going to use the money to celebrate. Yeah. The Don Perignon and the celebration and she's like oh i thought this was like a chinese taco bell and dancing, dancing with, with the stars, stars night yeah and she's like oh i wanted to celebrate because pulls out her old engagement ring and says will you marry me again and she's like of course i will and he says i'm never going I'm to leave never you. gonna leave again 
I lost you once. I'm never losing you again. And she goes, James. James. I have that in my quotes. James. So there we go. They're engaged again. Yikes. Reproposes. Julie Cooper, Nickel Cooper. Julie Cooper, Julie Cooper, Nickel Cooper. Mm-hmm. That's fun to say. Yeah. I wonder what her kids will think about that. I know. <laughs> I know. Stay tuned. But we didn't want to forget about that because no. we laughed about that. Like, this we is did. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Same old Jimmy. Same old. All right. So we're going to go into some trivia. We have our girl Tish back. Hey, girl. Hey, ladies. Hope you enjoyed your time off. Here is my trivia. The Shape of Things to Come, the title of this episode, is a reference to a song by Audio Slave and also a movie from 1979. Oh. This episode marks the reunion of Misha Barton and Eric Mabius, Dean Jack Hess. Oh. In the movie Lawn Dogs, 1997, a very young Misha shot rich brat Eric and left him badly injured. Oh my God, that's funny. The shooting occurred when Misha was trying to save the life of Trent, the the lawn mover that the community rejected for being poor. And with sort of a history of violence, but who was Devin's, Misha's only friend. That's really wow. funny. Death Cab for Cutie's new song, Soul Meets Body, mm. was played in this episode. Yeah, oh, right? So many feels. Yeah. This episode had a rating of 9.3 on TV.com. Wow, that's high. And 7.6 on IMDb. Thank you, Tish. Thanks, Tish. Glad to have you back. Yes, so glad. Muse Chick says, our friend at Muse Chick, aka Vic. Jimmy, what is he doing? <laughs> we don't know. He's back to his old self. I felt bad for Marissa. She couldn't even enjoy the carnival after being expelled, and now Ryan, too. Uh. Yeah. My MVP is Summer, always trying to stand up for people, especially Marissa. Uh, shittiest, Dean Hess. <laughs> I don't like him at all. Do you appreciate Ryan for everything he's doing to try and help Marissa, or is he being too pushy? Uh, that's hard to say. I think he... As he tells Marissa later on, I feel guilty that I'm ruining your life. So I feel like he's trying his best to, like, repatch everything that's happened to her because he feels responsible. Yeah. I mean, I also think it's honorable, though, because it's he just wants her to have the best life possible and finish her senior year with her friends. It's only fair if you only knew the motive. Like, right. So I could see both sides of it. Yeah. I think it's mostly because he just cares so much and he wants to help her. That's how I feel too. But I'm sure a part of him is like, ooh, I feel like this is all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> she also asks, what would you do if you were Kirsten? Would you go to the lake house or would you go home? I'd like to think I would go back home. It's so hard to even fathom what anyone would go through in recovery because, I mean, I'm an addict of coffee, I'll tell you that. But like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that would be like for me I know. in recovery. Like, I just, it's so hard to say. It's a totally I would diff- like to think I would go home. Yeah, I mean, it's a totally different mindset because it must be scary. You don't ever want to go back to that. You want to make sure you're fully healed and strong enough to deal with what you left behind. Right. And not feel tempted. And- right, because going home, it does open up a lot of wounds for her. Yeah, yeah. And... Even Charlotte says she does make a good point that she has to go back to worrying about being the perfect mother and the perfect wife and the perfect whatever. And if she goes back right away and Sandy even finishes her sentence, he's like, oh, she might relapse. Yeah. So that makes sense. Good point, Charlotte. That's the only good point you made. (laughs) Yes. I have a funny story about Eric Mabius. So when... I went to ATX TV festival a couple of years ago and he was there for ugly Betty. Oh yeah. And so we're all at night. I was hanging out with our, my volunteer family and we're having, we're having drinks and Eric Mavius was there. He was talking to my friend, Stephanie and I go, Oh God, I go up to him and I was like, Oh my God, you played the Dick Dean on the OC. <laughs> And we were in a conversation, but I was just like, I, I wanted, I, because it didn't click to me who he was. Until that moment. Until that moment. Because everyone's like, oh, Eric, you're like, is. oh, man, you look so familiar. Yes. And in my head, <laughs> but this is what I say. Like, you played the Dick Dean on oh the OC. God. And he was like, yeah, I did. He's like, good memory. And I was like, oh, my God. My favorite I, TV show. I can't believe I just said it like that. 
Yeah, fun moments. Because, I mean, you know, that was so many years ago at that point that he played this in 2005 and this right. was 2017, I guess. Yeah, he's like, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and he looked totally me. different, but then it clicked as I'm standing there. Right. Yeah, and then a fun fact, in 2015, there was the unauthorized musical of the OC. Right, yeah, I remember that. That I tried to get tickets mm-hmm. to and wanted to go to. Autumn Reeser played Julie Cooper. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't that so fun? That's so good. Yeah, so some music we had in this episode, Crash My Model Car, South, The M's, The Kooks, Cobra Verde, Death Cab for Cutie, and Franz Ferdinand. Yes. And we had California before my Phantom Planet. So good. So good. How is your fashion take? Fashion. Uh, anything, Marissa, because she just... That hair just makes her look stunning. Yeah. Um, I also liked Julie's very, very skinny halter black dress during dinner when she first meets Jimmy at dinner. Yeah. And he asks her to put it on Cal's card. I really liked that. And I loved her like hair, the way it was parted. And mm-hmm. oh, everyone has like the really good angled haircut this season. Yeah. I love it so much. I know. The angles are really, really good. Some are also has it yeah you know everyone's got such a good haircut i have ryan in the button down going to sorry our ajita is on point i know today. you have it too is it the bagel seasoning i don't know i'm also drinking kombucha so i don't know if it's that but like, i couldn't even take us like a sentence i'm like <laughs> sorry guys um when he goes to visit the headmaster at school he's wearing this like really cute button down with his like short hair and i'm like thirst yeah there you are I really liked Summer's cowboy boots. With the dress, with the ruche on the front and the top. And the skirt, the first time they go to the council meeting, yes, she's she wearing... Yes, she wears cowboy boots twice this episode. Yeah. I, I liked like Seth's navy short sleeve shirt with the white trim. Yeah. Very nice. I liked Very that Very cute. Yeah. And his, what he wore to kick off Carnival, the green track jacket. Yes. I liked Very, very Seth. Yeah. That's all I have, really. I just, Marissa's hair just get me. It's so good. Yeah. It's great. really good. Yeah. Jealous. The quotes. The quotes. Not exactly what you would call gangsta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Julie Cooper. I know. Tall, pretty. Where's Chanel? <laughs> I like you, Jimmy, even though you test my patience. Mm. That's all of us in a quote. All of us. Uh, perky blondes who want to take over the world. Nothing worse. Yep. That bitch is going down. Um, let's have a moment of silence. For Marissa Cooper. Yeah. I love this. Harbor's most notorious couple. She is the Carl Rove of the school. <laughs> and Seth's like, you know who that is? She's like, my stepmom has it on <laughs> while she's passed out. I hear things. <laughs> I'm proud of what I did. Mm. And I do it again. And I do it again. Uh, the universal man instinct is to fix it. I had that one too. It's yeah. great. And then I just have James. <laughs> uh, my stomach is far too Jewish for that ride. <laughs> I love it. I also have my lucky day. I thought I'd have to work to get you out of this school. Mm. Work. Work. And then Sandy, when he went to the school with Julie... He said, ah, just as well. One Montague and one Capulet. Mm. That should be plenty. And then Seth makes a Seth Cohen starter pack. Yeah, for Kirsten. The rehab edition. Right, with the Motley crew. Yeah, so he's a little Klosterman, Craig Thompson's blankets, and Motley Crew's dirt. <laughs> I figured it helped my mom's indiscretions into perspective. Right? Oh, my God. It was very funny. Do you have your MVP? I do. I had an original MVP, uh-huh. and then I changed it, but now I don't know if I want to go back to that MVP. Oh, no. I have so many MVPs, I think. This you is a do? hard one. Really? Yeah. I know. Everybody was pretty... Yeah, like, there's definitely shitty, but yeah. oh, then yeah. the MVPs really do shine. They shine. But, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to keep my second, my latter MVP and... Okay. Yeah. You ready? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Marissa. Marissa. Ah. I almost picked Summer, though. Me too. But I almost picked Ryan, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Summer was my initial first choice mm-hmm. 
because of the way she stood up to Taylor and yeah. she was being a good friend in that sense. But Marissa, her no shit attitude is just resonating with me. Same. It's the mood. She's like, everyone needs to just chill. This is going to be fine. I did what I did. I don't take it back. I have no remorse. And let's just everyone get on with their lives. So I'll go to a different school. No big deal. She owns it. I'm like, preach girl. Yeah. Like everyone just needs to sh- Everybody is making such a big deal of it. And Marissa's like, I'm fine. Right. She's yeah. trying to move on. Yeah. She told Summer last week she hasn't slept. She shot someone. So can we just, can you just give her a break? Yeah, because now it has been settled. So she'll just go to new school. You know, like before they were waiting to see what was going to happen. Yeah. But then they got Trey to testify. Right. Tell so what he's feeling. Now she can sleep at night, but also, I mean, she still shot a person who happens to be her boyfriend's brother. Well, yeah. Can't really forget about those things. But Details. she's doing the best she can trying to get over this. Everyone just has to make, everyone acts like she's just very fragile. Yeah. And she's like, I'm fine. Yeah. As much as she's probably internally all the way down, not fine. <laughs> but she puts on a good face that she's, she's fine. She's trying. She's trying. Yeah. You ever shittiest? Hell, I have my shittiest. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Dean, Dean has. <laughs> Butthole. Dick. Dick. He should just be named Dick. Dick Hess? Yeah, like I wonder what his real name is. His first name. Did Jack. They, they tell you Jack? Yeah. Jack Hess. Mm. <laughs> I know. That means his name is really John? I guess so. Yeah. Because Jack's right. a nickname for John, right? Yeah. John Hess. Or it could just be Jack because there are be people Jack. just mean. There is people just Jack. Yeah. Yeah. He's really frustrating. And the fact that this school hired him. Right. I mean, he. They only hired the best, I'm they, sure. I know. And they brought in a specialist. Specialist. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. There's fishy things about him and mm. he just is too young for this. Yeah. Like he's, he's not just seasoned enough. Right. Who got you? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you would like to say about this episode? Liz? I don't think so. I believe we should do patron of the week. It's that time. It's that time. Okay. It's patron of the week. Yay! Yay! Every week that will be in your ears. We dance to it. I we hope dance you do too. Michelle and I just we bop our heads, we laugh, shake I my hands. I think I never will stop. I will never not laugh when I hear the song. Yeah. So this week our patron of the week is Sean. Sean. He has been liking a lot of our Patreon posts, and that's what we like to see from our Patreon fam. And he just has been supporting us for a few months and he's vocal on Patreon and we love the support and we thank you. Thank you, Sean. And his name is Saucy Sean. Saucy Sean. He's like saucy. He's like, he's not salty. He's not like, <laughs> he's so saucy. Oh, saucy. Saucy, like, like tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I think originally I called him sassy, but I don't know if like we think he's sassy. I think he's like like he's got like that like mm, mm, like he's got mm, like a little mm, yeah. mm, I like it. So thank you, Sean. (laughs) Hope you (laughs) lol'd. Yes, thank you uh, so much, Sean. So Liz, yes, I'm giving you the title for next week. Okay, I have a Charlie horse in my toe right now. Oh, it's the, the worst. worst. Come Ooh. on, Toe. We're almost there. We're so close. <laughs> Stay with us. Okay. So, next week's title is The End of Innocence. Oh. Oh. I think I know what happens. You do. <laughs> just, just by the innocence, but. Ooh. Okay. I mean, what do you think will be talked about next episode? Well, I don't want to spoil anything for newbies. Yeah, because as you can recall, we took a break. Liz asked me a question. I confirmed it. She confirmed it. And I was right. And she was <laughs> I, she was right. So we'll see if that, what she thinks, <laughs> comes out in this episode. But besides what you're thinking, because we don't want to spoil right. too much on this episode. Um, I think that the teens are going to have some things that they're... Dealing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the proposal? Do you remember how 
Good. This went over with everybody. I can't imagine like Sandy being the least, the most bit happy, the least bit happy. Yeah. Like he, he was pissed at Jimmy. Like, why are you here? And they made a point to show us on previously on like Sandy asking Jimmy, why are you here? Right. And to me, it looks like he's here for the money. I don't doubt he still has feelings for Julie because I'm sure he does. Oh, but it's just super convenient that her husband died. She has this money. I'm having in quotations because it's not really her money and he's spending it and it's just like a whole big shit show. It's like, what? I think they just had that kind of fucked up relationship because they were hooking up even before she was with Caleb. It's true. Like they have that connection connection that they always will and they have children together. So it's like they always have that tie to each other. Yeah. Now, he knows how Julie is. Yeah. And I think she knows how Jimmy is. She knows how he is. And I don't know if she just truly wants to believe it again yet. Right. We'll see next week. I don't really remember exactly like the progression of yeah, yeah. when everyone finds out about his shit again. Yeah. But it's the same Jimmy. Same Jimmy. I can't believe it. I know. I read somewhere. Such a disappointment. Or someone wrote it. Or maybe it was an article, but how... The storylines are very much used, reused, mm. and especially Jimmy. And it's it, it it's like, yes, the storylines are reused, but also it just shows that some people don't change. They don't, right. And some people can get out of a rut and you go right back to where you were mm-hmm. started from. And that's the prime example is Jimmy. Yeah. For the show, at least. Yes. Definitely. What did oh. you think of this episode? I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it was good, right? I'm excited for Taylor. Yeah, she's definitely giving uh, Summer's giving her a run for her money and it's not going to sit well with her, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, don't take away my position. This is what I'm good at. Don't like ruin that for me. It's my senior year. Yeah. 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 And I love seeing I mean, we've now obviously Ryan and Seth have this bromance. Yeah. But I just love seeing it more and I feel like it has evolved more. Definitely. Obviously, because of the time. But right. just their little of them sitting on the couch and talking or even the scene in the kitchen. With the garbage bags. Yeah. And <laughs> Seth's like, oh, I'll help you clean up. Ryan grabs a bag to throw out. Seth, Seth walks with him. He thinks that Seth's going to grab the other. He's like, oh, what am I thinking? Yeah. Of course Seth's not going to grab that bag. Yeah. So it's like little moments, as Marissa said, let's make our little moments happen yeah. like that that make this season pretty great. Right. Yeah. So if you guys are enjoying our podcast, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email, let's talk OC at Gmail, or you if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. Five stars is pretty great. Would be great. Would be great. We like it. And a shout out to our listeners in Great Britain and across the sea because we don't actually see your reviews on our Apple Podcast app. Right. But I know you're there. Like we see it on yeah. other forms of when I look look up the ratings. So thank you very much. Yeah, so we see you, we hear you. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Let's Talk OC everywhere. You can check out our Patreon, It Takes Three Network. We have a lot of fun things going on over there. We do a Riverdale mini podcast just for our Patreon pledges. And we have behind the scenes stuff and just it's just a good time it's fun we're there. family we're family so until next week i'm really excited because anthony will be our guest yay husband my husband, husband. if you guys have been with us you have heard him before and the end of innocence the end of innocence Ooh. we'll see you then bye